Hello and welcome to Politically Enraged, a podcast made for the lefties amongst us. Politically Enraged is a podcast about politics, both British and further afield, and a place to talk about society and how it needs to be improved for everyone. You can find us on Twitter at Political Rages, Instagram at Politically Enraged, you can sponsor the show on Kofi, or you can follow my personal socials. I'm Davey Moo, across all social media, and I'm here to talk to real people about real problems and work out how we move forward. Enjoy. Welcome to Politically Enraged, the lefties' refuge, and a very strange episode indeed. Today we saw what you could charitably refer to as the resignation of Boris Johnson, and if you heard the speech, it might have left you with the same strange, empty feeling of discontent that it left me with. And it's taken me a long time, and a lot of other people who are much smarter when it comes to political commentary than me, for me to figure out why I feel this way. The rot didn't start with Boris Johnson. The rot didn't start with Brexit. But both of those things expedited it to an incredible degree, to the point where people like me that have sat with this weird interest in politics were in amazement that we were seeing what we were seeing every single day, every single week, every single month, a new scandal, a new headline, a new, my God, is this it moment. And over and over again, is this the thing? Is this the thing? Is this the thing that's going to push him over the edge? Is this the thing that's going to make him resign, make him step down, make him be removed, make him face criminal charges? It was always inevitable that it was going to end this way because it's Boris Johnson. If you followed the man's career, his personal life, Christ, if you've walked past him in the street, you must have realised what he was capable of. This is a man that was arranging for journalists, which he used to be, to get beaten up because they said things critical of his allies. The man who was having sex with people while his wife was being treated for cancer. And the man who flipped on a dime to become a champion of Brexit, something that he previously decried as a terrible idea. Not at the behest of the British people or with the understanding that we could do it and benefit, but because he was told that it was the key to him ascending to power by a person who's related to a Russian KGB agent. The problem is for so long, and I'm guilty of this too, people have levelled the charge of Boris Johnson being the disease. But he's a symptom of it, just like all the rest of the Tory party. And what today's little escapade, that cheeky smirk as he was reading out a resignation speech that was full of Davo and blaming everyone but himself, showed us is that this is, was, and has always been a private war in the Tory show, and none of us have a real say in it. I have a friend, Elio, who is extremely astute and he was telling me that it's pretty clear that this is basically just a power struggle and it's nothing to do with the will of the people that they so love to talk about. After all, the will of the people is something they don't care about. They always talk about the massive mandate. One of Boris Johnson's most referred to phrases yesterday was the massive mandate given to him by the people. But we live in a parliamentary democracy, which means that the only people that voted for Boris Johnson were his constituents. 13.9 million people voted for the Conservatives because they wanted Brexit done and because they thought that it was a good idea and because they liked right-wing politics. 15.6 million people voted for other parties. And a further over 10 million people didn't even bother to vote. The Conservatives will constantly refer to the will of the people because it's a shield that they hide behind. More people voted against Brexit in the election that was termed the second referendum than voted for it. And it still went through. 
not only was that a terrible idea because it was against the will of the people that they claimed to stand up for, but it was also the fomenting of an extremist government that has to continually pander to people that want more and extreme movements to settle in the UK. But the problem is, they knew. This isn't something the Tory party can deny, and this is why we're in a period that is extremely fraught and dangerous right now. Boris Johnson says he's going. Is he? Who knows? I don't trust him, and you shouldn't either. But this is bigger than Boris Johnson. It always has been. The real enemies are the Conservative Party and all of the other parties on the right who know that their politics is less popular in the UK and have to seek to steal and connive to win. The left decided to use tactical voting in two of the by-elections to make sure that the Tories were unseated, and that was seen as completely unfair. And yet, if we time travel back to November 2019, there was a Daily Mail headline which urged Nigel Farage to stand down 319 of his MPs for the Brexit party to funnel those votes to the Conservative Party to make sure that they won. It's funny, they acknowledge that that's unfair, dishonest, cheating now when we're doing it, but when they were doing it, oh, it's fine. The best part is, it isn't even dishonest, it's just that in a system that's kilted the way that ours is, we sometimes have to do strategic things to win. Factually, we're in a country that has suffered politics it doesn't want for years and years and years. People are fed nonsense by ridiculous papers like the Daily Mail, but they buy it. It's always the fault of everybody else. It's never us. We haven't done this to ourselves by electing terrible power mongers. No, it's the foreigners that come here in droves, isn't it? It's it's the people that follow the lockdowns, the woke lefty remainers. It's all of us. It's our fault. Or it's the fault of people that haven't even come here. They'll come here on boats from war-torn lands where we started the fight. Or they were born in the wrong body and somehow that's their fault and they need to be fixed. No, it's never the fault of the people that are in charge. Strange, though, because they seem to have been in charge for the majority of the last 150 years. Everything keeps getting worse. They keep being in charge. We keep being the same. I don't know. At what point do they accept responsibility? But they never, ever will. Because the existence of the Conservative Party and their mandates that they so love to refer to, it all exists on the predication that there is an other, an other that you have to fight against. And that's where the difference lies between right-wing and left-wing politics. That's why I am so fundamentally different to a conservative voter. Because I don't see others, other than the people that vote against their own interests and for these people. There aren't others. There's just all of us against the people that want to enrich themselves at our expense. Is this all getting too complicated? Let me put it this way. You can take the head off of a Barbie doll and put a different head on it. It's still a Barbie doll underneath, and that's what the Conservative Party are trying to do. This public fight, I don't know which way it's going to go. There's several different things that could happen. I'm of the worried opinion that either Boris Johnson's going to try some sneaky, devious shit to remain, because that's true to his character, or he'll be replaced by another extremist, because the Conservatives are desperate to keep on side the people that they radicalised into voting for them in 2019, and they will do whatever that takes, including electing someone as ridiculous and parodic as Suella Braverman. Braverman is obsessed with the war on work and claims that if she can win the war on work, then this country will be better. But spend five seconds, idiotic people, that think that work is even a thing. And imagine what a country without wokeness would be like. 
Oh, so you can say whatever it is that you want. You realize people can say whatever it is that they want to you then, right? I don't have to pull my punches if you're allowed to say whatever the fuck you want to me. And why would I? You're the people that cry out, oh, we need free speech at any cost. You don't seem to understand that you people are just walking parodies of this yourselves. We should have free speech ability to say whatever we want without being punished. And yet, if I said, okay, set up a Twitter account where you're saying that you're calling for the death of someone like me, is that okay? Well, no, oh, you're not allowed to incite violence. Oh, is, is that you being a woke lefty and saying that you want to control someone's speech? I thought you said you should be able to say whatever you want. The people that are on the conservative side are unfortunately, vastly, either self-interested to a narcissistic degree that I could never imagine, or just brainwashed. There's no reason that the common man should want to stand behind Boris Johnson. He's never had anyone's interest except himself at heart. Could you not see that today when he stood at the lectern and blamed everyone else, the Conservative Party and all of the woke Ramonas and all of that, for his downfall. Not his fault, not his responsibility. He's just been stood there trying to do what the people mandated him to do, right? What has he done? What has he done that's been successful? Oh, he got Brexit over the line. Okay, cool. Did you know that import-export for the UK is down 14% for 2021? 14%? An over 10% cut because of what Boris Johnson did. But you don't care, right? Because the foreigners are angry. you got to stick your two fingers up at the EU. But you'll go there in September for your little last-minute holiday to Spain and you'll be pissed off because suddenly you have to queue in a big queue to come back. That's the only thing that matters. The stuff that you see, the stuff that affects you. You didn't care about the health of the nation. You just cared for change. Change that was going to make things better and it made it worse. It's just that you haven't seen it yet. One day it will affect you. And maybe then you will understand why people like me always said it was a bad idea. The problem that we face right now is that the Conservatives, there's a reason they're called the Conservatives. They want to conserve the status quo. The status quo works for the Conservatives. The Conservatives love the status quo. Do you know why? Because to be super rich, you have to have the poor. To be upper class, you have to have the lower class. They want to keep the counterbalance in society. That is why we are at where we are at. The truth is, recently, as you may have heard if you listened to my last episode, I've become more and more obsessed with the idea that we need radical change. I don't want a government that's going to confect and effect the status quo. I don't want it. Because the status quo doesn't work for too many people. This goes on both sides of the spectrum. I don't want mild leftist politics. I don't want mild right-wing politics. I certainly don't want far-right politics. And I'm not saying that I need a completely super lefty government to sweep in and socialise everything. But what I'm saying is, this system has been broken for longer than we care to admit. It is damaged to the point of dying. And we cannot continue to maintain it because it does not work. Now, all over the country today, there are people who are celebrating Boris Johnson supposedly handing in his resignation. And I'm glad in a way, I hate the guy. I think he's a prick. I think he's done so much damage to democracy, fairness, decency. But I also think that all those fuckers that stood behind him the entire time, all those bastards that stood there gleefully watching him talk about woke or the EU the vaccine rollout, all that fucking nonsense that he came out with week after week after week in Parliament. They all stood there baying for him. They knew it wasn't true. 
He is a symptom of the disease. They are the disease. But broader than that, anyone in politics who wants to maintain a broken status quo is part of the same disease. There's elements, there's levels of severity just like there are with symptoms. And I don't know which symptom it is that's going to break us. I thought Boris Johnson might be the case. Let's see what happens there because I am so suspicious of him. But at this point, there needs to be a shake-up. We cannot continue to let the disease eat at us. And that is not allowing Boris Johnson to stay into December or September or next week, as far as I'm concerned. It's not allowing the Tory party to sit there banging on about their mandate when more people voted against them than for them. And it's also not allowing Labour to sweep in and just sit trying to please the people in the centre, attract the people that previously voted for Boris Johnson. The reason they voted for Boris Johnson is because he's a populist and he likes to please people and he's utterly failed at that. But I don't want populism to rule and I don't want people that are ruled by populism to be attracted to the same kind of shit from the other side. People are going to take this as a direct attack against Keir Starmer and it's not because I'm... I might have recently come to more radical ways of thinking, but I'm also a realist and I will stand behind Labour if that's what I have to do and I will get the Tories out no matter what, but that's not because I really believe that we'll see this radical change fomented by a government that's going to come in. It's because I know that behind Boris Johnson it won't. Removing Boris Johnson wasn't even a step, it was a shuffle forwards, a shuffle towards the end goal, which is really far down the line, which is embracing much further left progressive policy that protects people, enshrines safety, makes sure that people are properly educated about the people that they share the world with. It's the demystification of all of the people who've had to live in the shadows. But most of all, it's about a radical redistribution of wealth because wealth is so ridiculously on this weird disparity scale in the UK. And you know, so often I've, even before I realised that I had socialist ideals, I, I looked at the way that business models were set up and it cracked me up. Let's look at a really farcical example. Jeff Bezos, the amount of money that he earned a second, right? And I get it, Jeff Bezos set up Amazon and of course he was responsible in a way for employing all those people that worked for him at Amazon. But when you look at how much he earned a second when his job was to just steer the company, be advisory and all of that, but he had people doing that for him for a fraction of the money he was paid as well. And then all the way down, all the way down to the people at the bottom that were doing the packaging and sending and the responding to emails and the making sure that things were sent at the right time. The disparity between those people and Jeff Bezos is insane. And that plays out on an epic scale across society. I'm not saying I want to take away people's riches and make everybody poor. I'm saying I want everybody to be able to afford to live comfortably. I'm saying I want things like UBI because I would love it if I had less worries about finance so I could study. I want to do a master's, maybe even a PhD. I can't fucking do that in this society. I have two jobs now <laughs> because I can't afford to live on just one. That's the society that we're in. It's broken. It's fractured. And people don't want to hear about radical change because they think that radical change means worse. But what if radical change means better? What if radical change means the end of governments that we didn't want? The start of governments that we did want. The start of governments that have to please us by doing the things that we want and we need to make society better. What if that's what radical change is? 
One of my really close friends, Marie Norris, who, by the way, is just an awesome human being, she said something to me recently that's like etched into my skull. I see it every time I close my eyes at night. We need a revolution in our heads before we can have a real revolution. And that's true. I dare to dream. I dare to look around at everything that's happening in society right now and be like, this isn't good enough for me. It's not good enough for my sisters. It's not good enough for my nieces and my nephew, my dad. It's not good enough for my friends. Hell, it's not good enough for the people that I don't care about, the people I don't know, the people that have spent years and years saying people like me deserve to go to prison because I'm a lefty. We deserve better. I don't want to fight and hate my fellow country people. I care about them. And I also care about the people that come here in boats. Absolutely fucking exhausted. Of course there's going to be bad people amongst them. But there's bad people here. We don't do anything about them. Why should I do something about the people that are bad in boats before we do something about the people that are already here that are bad? But we make our own enemies. We make these things worse because we dehumanise and we other people. And then they know. That's how we feel. They know that they're the enemy. And what would you do if you were someone's enemy? Respond. I'm not going to sit around and, and try and apply this logic to people in a way that is palatable and pleasing. And I'm not going to try and be nice to people that don't agree with me. You know, disagree with me, that's fine. I want to sit at a table and I want to discuss these things. But for too long now, as my ideas have shifted lefter and lefter and lefter, I've been told more and more and more and increasingly, you know, well, that's, it's infeasible, you know, just lend us your vote and maybe somewhere down the line. And that's what will happen. But there will come a point where leftists break. We can't keep waiting for change. This centre-right status quo has never worked. And then we stuck both feet into authoritarianism and look how well that's working out for us. Things are broken. And I know that things are broken the, wide, the world over right now. But things are truly broken here. And we have a chance. This is a chance. This is our moment when we can look each other in the eye and say, we might not agree 100% on policy or methodology or how we get things done, but we both want better for this country. So why the hell aren't we working together? Why am I going to fight someone that's supposedly on my side? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not playing into the culture war anymore. If you are left of centre, we should be able to have discussions about policy and about implementation, about the kind of things that we need to reform in this country so that people's lives are better. And not just the people whose lives have been mildly disturbed by the implementation of an idiot like Boris Johnson. It's looking at the people that have been activists since I was wearing nappies and saying, you have fought so hard for so long. What can we do? How do we fix it for you? How do we listen to you when that's what you've been shouting all along? Listen to me. We need a revolution. I'm not saying it needs to be a violent one. I'm not trying to foment violence here. I'm saying we need a revolution. We need a change. We need an epic upheaval to all of this. Because we all, we all deserve better. Every single one of us deserves so much better than we have been given over and over and over again by lacklustre PM after corrupt PM after PMs that just should never have been there or decided to do stupid things to try and consolidate their power. We deserve better. And it's time that people that actually make up the backbone of this country, people that believe in more progressive politics, people that believe in this kind of politics I hear about all the time, but I never get to engage in because I'm always on the back foot. I'm always on the defensive. It's time that we get heard. It's time that we actually have our will enacted. In the nicest way I can say this, I'm tired of being a loser, but being increasingly right whilst being a loser. I've lost so many times when I voted.
And every single time I've known, I've known that my ideas and my thoughts have been right to varying degrees. And you know, this is something I've been saying a lot recently. I don't know if I'm right. I go on educated guesses and, and sometimes I might fuck up. Sometimes I might say things wrong. Sometimes I might have the wrong ideas. But I'm not going to know if I make a mistake and people immediately drag me down. We don't discuss things on the left. We just shout at each other. It's ridiculous. Now is the time. This is the moment that leftists all across the political spectrum, all of us together, every last fucking one of us, this is the moment that we have to look at each other and say, what do we want? Do we want to keep fighting forever? Do we want another Boris Johnson or a Suella Braverman? Do we want Dominic Raab, Michael Gove? Do we want those people to continue being in charge, to continue winning, winning on technicalities, winning outright majorities maybe? Or do we want representation? Do we want to start moving forward? I don't care if it's a shuffle. I don't care if it's a step. I don't care if it's a walk. I'd love it if it was a run. But I want representation. We need change. We cannot keep doing things like this. It doesn't work. It's tiring. It's exhausting. And hell, I've said this a lot recently. I'm new to the fight. I've been openly political since I was 15 because I came out at 15 and I've always fought for the LGBT plus community. Not for one second have I wavered in that. Because I am part of the LGBT plus community. But it's bigger than that. Look back. Look at what happened with BLM. I didn't know how bad racism was. We can't deny it now. It's there. It's out. Why aren't we confronting it? Every single day, why aren't we doing things to look at a society that is propped up with white supremacy? Capitalism is part of white supremacy. It literally is. It's built into it. Borders. White supremacy. Xenophobia. These are things that we could be addressing if we were a brave, progressive society. We could be looking at how we should be living. To keep people safe, to keep people prosperous, to make people happy. So I guess the question I've got for everyone that's listening is this. Do we want to do that? Do we want to strive for that kind of society where people are happy, where people are healthy, where people get to live the way that they want? Or do we want more of the status quo? We have to fight for more because we're all worth more. Sometimes that involves taking risks. And right now the risk is continuing to slip right under a government that only has its own interests at heart, doesn't care about a single one of us. There was a Tory MP on the radio yesterday that I listened to who said, I've already worked out how to solve the cost of living crisis with just a few changes to legislation. And I thought, how many people is that legislation going to affect negatively? Because that's the reality of it. They don't care. They don't care about us struggling. They don't care about us dying. They don't care about us starving. They don't care about us freezing. I want a government that does. But we deserve more than a government that does the bare minimum. More than a government that just cares a bit. That makes our lives bearable. We deserve a government and representation that makes our lives better. And if that's not what you want, and if that's not what you want to strive for, if that's not what you think we desperately need after all of this, I've got two words for you that you've probably read online over and over and over again, directed at you by angry, ignorant strangers, but that right now is vital that you pay attention to. Wake up. Wake up. 
Thanks as always for joining us here on Politically Enraged, the lefty's refuge. If you do want to follow me on social media so we can chat about the episodes and future upcoming information, you can follow me on Twitter, either at Political Rages or Davy Moo. You can follow me on Instagram at Politically Enraged or Davy Moo. And you can follow me on TikTok at Davy Moo. If you do want to sponsor the show on Kofi, you can just search Politically Enraged on Kofi. Join me again soon for another episode of Politically Enraged. And remember, get politically engaged and stay politically enraged. <laughs>